You're listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast, episode number 168. Welcome to the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. Business advice so easy, you'll feel like you're cheating. And now your host, Amy Porterfield. Welcome to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and today we are talking about live streaming video. We can't ignore it, guys. We got to dive into live video. We got to talk about what works, what doesn't work, what's working right now, and we definitely need to talk about the technology to make it all come together in a way that is incredibly strategic for you and your business. And that's what we're getting into today. Now, I can't do this episode alone because we all know I am not an expert at live video. However, I have friends that are. So my guest today is Luria Petrucci. And Luria, I'm only saying her last name once because it's a difficult one. Luria helps you create professional live streams that put you a notch above what everyone else is doing and sets your brand apart. She's definitely been doing that with me, and she can help you do the same. So for over 11 years, Luria has created 3,500 videos with 1 billion, yep, I said billion, views using video and live streaming shows. Because of her shows, she's been asked to share her expertise on CNN, Fox, NBC, MSNBC, ABC, and BBC. That pretty much covers all the C's. She's worked with top brands including AT&T, Samsung, Verizon, Bosch & Loam, GoDaddy, and Panasonic. Now, Luria, along with her partner, David Foster, are the owners of LiveStreamingPros.com. And you can learn so much about live streaming just by visiting their website and following along on their videos. Now, they were the masterminds behind my new TV quality video studio in my home. So if you've been following me on Instagram and you watch my Insta stories, my little videos that I make for you every week, I've given you a behind the scenes look at my studio in my home. Now, it's something I'm still getting used to. Quite honestly, all these lights and cameras and everything else that's going on in the studio makes me feel a little bit uncomfortable because, as you all know, I'm not fully comfortable doing video. However, I absolutely love what video does for our relationship. I get to connect with you at a level that I've never done before. It goes beyond the podcast. You see me in real life when I do my live videos on my Facebook page, and I think it's important that I come out behind the computer screen, and I actually connect with my audience in that way. And that's why I've been talking about live video so much. We're going to get into all the details around you getting started with live video, and Luria is going to help us with some tips and tricks to help me and you feel a whole lot more comfortable in front of the camera. It's all about mindset. That's what I'm learning. Now, before we get into it, the freebie today is a good one. I know I say that probably every time I create a freebie, but this one is what people have been asking me for the minute I started to show my new live streaming video studio. It is the gear guide. So if you're curious to know all of the details of how I've put the studio together, what camera I'm using, the lighting, the monitors, the software, if you want to know it all, it's in the gear guide. 
Now, I will tell you that I spent a pretty penny on this studio because I up-leveled my quality of equipment. That is not where I want you to start. Now, I told Luria, we cannot expect my students who are just starting out on video to spend a lot of money on the technology. It's the last thing I want you to do. So Luria graciously agreed to also give me recommendations for equipment that's not as expensive, but will really make you look like a pro. And so we've included less expensive options inside the gear guide. You've got to get your hands on this one. Go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 168 download. amyporterfield.com forward slash 168 download. It's a pretty fancy giveaway. We've included images, links, and descriptions. So make sure to grab it. Okay, I won't make you wait any longer. Let's go ahead and dive in. Luria, thank you so very much for being on the show. I am so excited to have you here. I am thrilled to be here, Amy. You are awesome. And for anybody wondering if Amy is really as cool as she seems <laughs> in person, she is even, even more so. <laughs> we actually had a really fun situation where I actually didn't even mention this in the intro. You, when you guys were all here, you had kind of a little snafu with a not so great Airbnb. So I said, you got to come over here for a few nights. So your last two nights, you were staying at my house and I got to cuddle with your dog, who is yes. Abby's the cutest thing in the whole world, a little chihuahua. And we had like great conversations out of the blue, which is really fun. So that was a lot of fun that you got to stay at the house. Oh, it was a blast. Yes, I loved it. So because you have been at my house and we've spent so much time together, I was extra excited about this interview because there's so much we should cover as it relates to live video or that we get to cover because ever since this live studio has been in full effect, I've gotten so many questions about what kind of equipment we're using, how it all came together, what I suggest, and I don't really suggest anything. I get all my cues from you and David. So <laughs> let's start at the top. Now, at Live Streaming Pros, you've created four levels of live streaming, and these four levels map out the progression from just getting started to going big like I did with my own live video setup. So let's just start there. Can you walk us through these four levels? Absolutely. So it is confusing and the world of live video is massive and there are so many different options. And, and a lot of times people get so overwhelmed with just where to start that we broke it down into the four levels of live streaming. So level one is what I call the selfie stream. It's exactly what it sounds like. You're holding your phone and you're not using anything else other than your phone. So it's free. It's easy. You're just using either Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, or Instagram to go live. And the bad part of the, the level one is that it's got shaky cam. You can very easily have really bad live video if you don't pay attention to what you're doing. You can't do any fancy stuff like graphics or interviews or some of the things that people see you doing. But then level two is what I call mobile plus. So that is your phone still, but you add a video stabilizer like an iographer or a B script. And then you can add a, a microphone. You can add lighting. You can spice up your phone streams so that they have, they are more professional and just a, a better experience. Then we've got level three 
And that's going live from the desktop using software like Wirecast, OBS, some of these other softwares you may have heard about as well. That is a really cool level. It's a hard level, but it's a cool level because it's the first time that you can add graphics and do side-by-side -side interviews. You can add your branding and you can start to stand out above the crowd of live streamers. Then level four is where you are, Amy. That's TV quality from a studio using dedicated equipment and really having a set it and forget it studio so that you come in, you flip on what we call the party on switch yes, <laughs> and you are ready to go live. You don't have to worry about setup and tear down because when you have excuses, you will use those excuses. So that's really all about eliminating any possible issues and excuses that could come up. Okay. So this is great. I love the level one, the selfie stream. And I really do believe that's where we all start. Absolutely. But most of us move from that pretty quickly because I'm glad to hear that I'm not the only one that was creating shaky videos. Like I thought maybe <laughs> I had a, a problem. They were so bad. So level two, getting into adding a mic and light and video stabilizer. But where I really want to encourage my listeners to get to is that level three. You may never think that level four is something that you need. You might not have the room for it in your house, or you might not want to pay all the money to go to a level four TV quality. But I feel like you could do some really great things and look pro in level three. Would you agree? Absolutely. Now, level three takes extra time, extra work, extra money than, you know, level one or two. And so before you get to level two, I'd really like you to get used to going live from your phone on a level one or two, just because that process of going live, it's scary. It has what I call the live adrenaline monster <laughs> <laughs> because, you know, you have all these fears and you have all these things that are going through your brain. So you got to get used to that process before you add everything to it. Now you definitely want to move towards that more professional stream for sure. But I also want to make sure that you're not doing more than you can handle. That's always a point of failure for, for people. I see people day in and day out all the time going to level three and failing just because they're not, they're not sure of all the ins and outs of it. So I want you to be aware of things, you know, before you dive into it. So, but that's a, that's a whole other thing, <laughs> but you know, I, I think level three is a fantastic level. It just comes with its, its issues just like any other. So easing into it is always a good idea. Absolutely. I call it kind of layering complexity, right? You've, you've got to start, you always need to start small and add your complexity. You know, you definitely want to move fast in this world of live video, but you're always going to use a level one or level two. We'll talk about that later, but you're always going to use that. So you might as well get used to it as well and kind of move up as, as quickly as you can. Awesome. Okay. So I just want to remind you guys that we have a special guide that Luria and David helped me put together that again, outlines all the equipment I used in my level four studio, but then we are also giving you recommendations and links so that you can get good in level two and level three as well. So you can get it at amyporterfield.com forward slash one, six, eight download, and you will love it. We've included images. Like I said, a lot of links to make it really easy. So 
definitely get your hands on that. Okay, so we are moving on because this is the big question beyond (laughs) the technology that I get asked all the time. What advice do you have for someone who hates seeing themselves on video? (laughs) Don't we all? (laughs) (laughs) And that coming from you, that blows my mind because if you guys have ever seen Luria on video, she is an absolute pro. We got the chance to watch some of her videos. It's funny. Her partner, David said, you've got to see some of the videos where she's using a teleprompter because you'd never guess it because we added a teleprompter to my studio and I am not really smooth on teleprompters. So we watched some videos and I could not believe it. So you are amazing on video and you're saying that even you sometimes don't love to see yourself on video. Well, I never like to see myself on video. (laughs) I can't believe it. No one does. I don't, I, it's a rare occasion that you find somebody who loves to watch themselves on video. It's really important to watch yourself on video because it teaches you a lot. But the first thing that there are four things that I want you to know if you are feeling that way. And the first thing is it's not about you. It is truly about your viewer and it's not about you. That's easier said than, than actually putting into practice. But what I want you to think about is Okay. Can I, can I pull out a movie reference here? (laughs) Please do. I so rarely do this. (laughs) I am not a pop culture person. I'm not even going to know the movie. Watch. I just have a feeling. Oh, you better. Okay. If you don't, if you don't know this, then you have a problem. I'm nervous. Beauty and the Beast. Oh, okay. Good. I thought you were going to bring some sci-fi thing up and I don't know any sci-fi. Okay. (laughs) So Gaston. Yes. I'm trying to say it with a French accent. I'm failing miserably. (laughs) Um, So he, uh, you know, if you think about him, you know, he's always looking in the mirror. He's always like, oh, ooh la la, I'm (laughs) awesome. Yeah, you know, all this stuff, right? Yeah. And it is when you are thinking about, oh, I don't look good on camera. I have this or I have that. Remember Gaston, you are actually falling into that realm of kind of selfishness if I can call it out like that yeah, and, and thinking about yourself more so than the viewer. So you've got to turn it around off of yourself and turn it onto them. And if you, if you can focus on content and community, you start to involve your community members into the world of, you know, you talk to them, you ask them questions. It really starts to turn around your self-consciousness. And one of the things that you can do, the, the third thing, so first of all, it's not about you. Second of all, focus on that content and community. Third, prepare. That will help you focus on the content. Bullet points. Gosh, if you are not thinking through what you want to say on live video, I guarantee the live adrenaline monster is going to attack Yes, <laughs> because you're thinking about the fact that you have, oh my gosh, there are, you know, 20 people watching or a hundred people watching. Oh my gosh, there are no people watching. I think I said that wrong. I'm saying, um, too many times. What was, what was I going to say? Oh my gosh, this comment came through. Like there are so many things that are going through your brain. If you are not preparing, then you're going to lose sight of the value that you're promising your audience. So use bullet points and it's okay to look at them. A lot of people ask me, but can I look at my bullet points? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. It actually, it helps you. And then it shows the audience you actually cared enough to prepare. So they love that. And then the fourth thing is 
realize that everybody actually feels the same way you do. I've been doing live video for 10 years, video for 11 years. Like it's, I still feel uncomfortable with who I am. I feel uncomfortable being on camera. I do not like being the center of attention, but I do it because I I get to help people because I get to, you know, get people results for what, what I'm talking to them about live video. And that makes me feel awesome. So I feel I focus on that. instead. I had somebody come, one of my students said, okay, so I don't like being on video because I have a lisp. Mm. And I said, okay. So I popped up Google. I opened up Google and I looked up celebrities (laughs) that have lisps. And you know what I found? What? a whole heck of a lot (laughs) of celebrities with lists. So if they can do it and they have a much bigger audience than any of us, why can't you? So true. The whole idea of it being selfish to only focus on how you look on video and the fact that it takes away from your audience getting the value from your content. That was a turning point for me. I remember the first morning when I woke up to come into the new studio to do my first live video, I had to tell myself, today's not about you, today's about the content and about your viewers and them learning something. But I had to probably say that to myself 20 times to believe it. But because it's a hard thing for me, but that's so very true. So good stuff. Yeah. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products. And I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers, and I know you're doing important work. And with that, 
you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, so I'm going to kind of not let go of this one because I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to build on it just a little. Okay. What if the person on video is genuinely awkward? So I'm not just talking about their self-conscious, what if I say um or whatever, but we have all seen people that are really dedicated to doing video on Facebook once a week. They're just kicking butt on showing up every week, but they're just really awkward. And so, what about that? So first of all, there's an audience for everybody, I believe. I've seen people that I may find awkward that have a huge audience. Great point. Yes. So, I mean, there's that. So just realize that we are not for everybody, just as you tell people to make sure that they're not trying to market to everybody, that they, they focus on who they're trying to go to. That's, that's a part of that is realizing that our personalities don't attract everybody. I get told every day that I shouldn't be on camera. Like so <laughs> so crazy when you told me that. I'm like you are crazy. Now, at the same time she gets told many many times how great she is on camera, but she was reminding me that there's always someone that says she's terrible at it and then more people that say she's better at it. But that person that says she's terrible at it just has to speak up. And it's just so crazy <laughs> to me that people do that but it's true. But if let's say you are genuinely awkward on video, I know it's kind of like if someone thinks you are, thinks you're not, I get that. But what tips do you have to show up more natural? All right. So five tips for you. Okay. First and foremost, your energy level. You know, everybody says the camera adds 10 pounds and we're all self-conscious about that, right? Yeah. Instead of adding 10 pounds, it actually zaps away energy. So if you think of it in a physical situation, you are standing where you are or sitting where you are. You have the the amount of distance, whether it's a webcam or a camera or whatever, you have some distance between you and the camera, right? Yeah. Then there's a device between you and the space, you know, like the world. Right. To, and, and then you have to get from you past that space to the camera, through the lens, through the space on the other end of the viewer watching to their eyeballs. Yeah. So if you think about that space, the amount of space, energy is being zapped from you throughout that entire process. So you have to amp up your energy. It's going to feel awkward and it feels really stupid, actually. <laughs> when I first started doing this way back when, I was like, oh my God, I feel like a complete idiot. But it is true. So, you know, when I'm doing anything on video, I am way more amped up than I am necessarily in person. So, amp that energy up. Okay. Does that make sense to you? It does. And you're a great example. I know not everyone's going to get to see you in person, but you were way more, I don't know, dare I say shy in person Mm -hmm. than you are on video. Like it is definitely an energy shift. And I feel like both of those people are you, but I really do see it. So I love that. And I am mesmerized by your videos. So I get it more energy. That's great. 
Yeah, I'm not changing my personality by any means. It's the same personality, but I am a shy person and so many of us are. And if I'm in an environment where there are people around, I want to go hide in a corner. That's what I want to do. So I have to change that energy. Yeah. Second thing is smile talk. (laughs) What's this? Well, I guess I can (laughs) guess what it is. Yeah. It's smiling while you're talking. So I think I may have even heard you mention this somewhere, but when you are talking, whether that's through a podcast or on yes. video or anything, you've got to put that, you know, it's part, it goes along with the energy, but if you physically smile, people actually hear that. And it makes a big difference in the way people perceive you. You look, when you don't smile at all throughout your entire video, people think that you're boring. Right. That's just the way people perceive that. So get used to that smile talk. And if you pause a video several times throughout your live stream, you should find a smile in there. (laughs) Yes, for sure. So that'll help tremendously. Third is eye contact. A lot of awkwardness comes from not keeping eye contact with the viewer. And how do you do that? If you're not in person, you look straight into the lens. And if you're streaming at a level one or two, that's the phone lens. And that's that tiny little dot that looks like nothing on your phone. And you have to stay focused on that. And, you know, even so you've got your, if you're looking, if you're doing the selfie stream, and you're looking at you on camera on that screen on your phone, and you're trying to look at that tiny little dot. Well, you're a lot bigger. So you're naturally going to look over to you on camera and kind of see yourself and watch yourself. So you've got to train yourself to stop that yeah, and to, to focus on that lens. Good stuff. Fourth thing. You ready to move on? I am. Do it. Okay. Get passionate. You know, why are you talking about what you're talking about? If you're not passionate about it at all, then I'm going to feel that as a viewer for sure. So there's a reason that you did this in the first place. There's a reason that you have your business. There's a reason that you want to help people. There's a reason why you started to do live video. And just before you go live, close your eyes for a second and tap into that. Think about it remind yourself, create a mantra for yourself if you have to, before you go live to really tap into that passion that I know you feel. I like that. That is so true. I always know when I'm on a roll, I know my video is going to be good when I just kind of lose track of time, lose track of where I'm at. And I'm Mm -hmm. so into the content because I'm so excited about it. And it's easier to smile when you talk, when you are truly passionate about a topic. So totally. Yeah, I get that one. So, and I think the biggest thing that, and this is number five, I think the biggest thing that makes people feel awkward or look awkward is that they are literally concentrating on the fact that they're on camera. So going back to that Gaston (laughs) example, right. Or, or that they're freaking out about stuff. And so you, you have to be aware that with live video comes mistakes, comes things that will go wrong. Absolutely. 100%. I guarantee you, if nothing else, something will go wrong, whether that's your first time out, third time out or hundredth time out. So don't freak out when those things happen. And so that will, that will minimize a lot of the awkwardness that does come across. 
I like that one a lot because as I'm in this new studio, I've seen a shift in my energy and just a shift in my overall feeling comfortable because it's new. I'll get used to it, but I'm focusing very much on there are a lot of lights and cameras, so <laughs> I'm not totally present and I've seen it in my videos. And so mm. it's something I'm aware of. I'm so glad you brought up here and it's something we can work on. We just have to keep doing videos. It's like riding a bike, just keep doing it and you get better and better and better. So it really is. Okay, good stuff. So we talked about the whole idea of I hate myself on video, or maybe you just genuinely are a little bit more awkward than the average bear. And if that's the case, I love these tips that you gave. So thanks for spending some time on really diving in. Yeah. Okay. So this next section is about live streaming from your mobile device. Most people have an iPhone, but not everyone, of course. So any kind of mobile device, I want to talk about it because I really do believe that level one and level two involve using your mobile for streaming. And I know you have a simple formula for making mobile live streaming a success. So can you walk us through that? Yeah. And this will, this will work on any level, really, there are different things based on what you're trying to accomplish that you can do with this formula, but this will get you started in the right direction. So first and foremost, the worst thing you can do and the thing that so many people do. Oh, I'm nervous. I bet I do it. What is it? (laughs) (laughs) They open up the stream and they say, Hey, can you hear me? Let me know. It's like I can't not do that. When I am just (laughs) on a mobile, like I'm not in my video studio, and I go live, I am sure that nobody can hear me. It's like the weirdest thing. But most of the 99% of the time, they can, right? Right. So here's the thing. So you've got to trust your viewer to tell you if they can't hear you. Oh, it's not when when you concentrate on the viewer, as we've talked about this whole episode, you want to make sure that you're giving them a great experience, right? As Michael Hyatt has a whole thing on like creating a wow experience. That's what we want to do. If you were concentrating on giving them that wow experience, then what you're doing by saying, Hey, can you hear me? I'm just going to wait until, uh, let me know, you know, I'm just going to hang out till some people show up. (laughs) I'm checking my hair, you know? (laughs) Okay. So that's fine if no one's showing up live, except you have a replay of that video and you are wasting people's time and it's just not a great experience. So get into it, get into the formula I'm about to share with you. And if they can't hear you, they will tell you. So it's a, it's a better chance that it's going to be fine than not. So go with that. So the formula, first and foremost, in the formula, we're going to take a step to the recorded audience, to the replay viewers, and this may feel awkward and counterintuitive. You're, you've just hit the go live button, and your first thought is the replay viewers, because unless you're Amy Porterfield, there aren't going to be any live viewers right there at the moment you, you open your stream. It takes a little bit of time for people to come on. So you start with a tease. You tell people what they're going to be getting by hanging around on your show. You're going to be telling them exactly what you're going to be talking about. 
And then you introduce yourself. Hopefully your stream is being shared out or you're going to boost it later or whatever. You're getting in front of a new audience. So be sure to tell them who you are and why you're talking about yourself. It doesn't have to be, this can be really natural. It doesn't have to be like a big long bio by any means, but you know, in, in mine, I'll say something like, Hey, we're going to be talking, you know, the three tips for mobile live video for doing it. Well, I'm Laurie Petrucci. I've actually been doing live video for over a decade. So I've seen it all and I really want to help you accomplish great video, right? So something like that is natural and it's easy. It's not a bio, but you are still introducing yourself and giving yourself credibility. So then after those first two things, we move on to focusing for the live audience. And then you're going to ask for a social share by this time, even though that was really quick, you're going to have some people there. And if you don't, don't worry. <laughs> they're coming. <laughs> they're coming. And it is a, there is a focus on the replay people at that point. But yeah, you know, for the live audience, go ahead and ask for a social share, ask for any kind of engagement. So Facebook, if you're doing this on Facebook, they care about engagement right up front. So they will give you bigger reach if they see that people are engaged with you. So that includes comments, that includes reactions. So like the like, the heart, the wow face, the angry face, whatever. It doesn't matter if it's a good or bad one. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, also shares. So any of those are great engagement. So go ahead and ask for something right there and give them a reason why they should. And then go ahead and engage people. I like to ask people a question. So a lot of times you have this, well, you always have a buffer of time where people are going to hear you about four, 30 to 45 seconds later after you ask a question. So go ahead and ask a question. Then, and I always have a question of the day that kind of relates to the topic that I'm talking about, but you can ask for where they're watching from. It, it doesn't matter. Just ask a question and then answer that yourself. So then you are giving yourself a little bit of buffer time to allow people to respond to you so that you're not awkwardly waiting on people to respond to you. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. Okay. And then restate your topic. So make sure that the live viewers at that point, because a lot of new people would have joined go ahead and tell them again what you're going to be talking about and then get right into it. So all of this beginning section really doesn't take all that much time. It's a, it's a fairly quick process. So engage with them, make sure that they know that you want to be there with them, restate your topic, get into the value. Then you want to think about it from a kind of a hopping back and forth perspective. So let's say you have a three tips for something, then you're going to give the value of the tip one. And then you're going to stop for a little bit of engagement. And then you're going to give tip two. And then you're going to stop for a little bit of engagement. This will make sure that you're delivering on the value and not engaging too much. There definitely is such a thing as over-engagement. And that happens when people are like, I'm going to tell you the thing that's going to change your world forever. It's going to make you rich. It's going to make you live forever. All of this great stuff. Are you ready for it? <laughs> hey, Amy, I'm so glad you joined me. <laughs> and I'm going to say this awesome. Oh my goodness. I am so glad to see you, Derek. Welcome to the show. Where are you? Didn't you go to vacation in Hawaii? How was that? Like, 
you're just about to give me some really good value. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm going to live forever. And you're talking about Hawaii? Who cares? I can I can see Hawaii once I'm living forever, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> so, you know, think about it in that perspective. Really kind of give the engagement because that's really what's vital about live video. And that's why people are there. But you do want to make sure that you don't get that message confused. And then, of course, you end with your call to action. Always got to have a call to action, right? Yes. <laughs> okay, but you make a great point that, and I saw myself doing this today on video where the comments are so distracting sometimes. And if I look down, it like sometimes if I'm not feeling totally comfortable, it gets me off my game where I'm literally mid sentence saying something really great of value. And then it's like, boom, it took me out of it. So what do you suggest that people do in those moments where they're giving great value, but the comments are definitely there for a reason. This is live. And how do you not let them distract you? Like, when do you know when to go to comments and when to stay away from the comments? If you focus on chunks, then that will definitely help. And literally, I don't look at the comments during that time. That's a great point. Just don't look. I had made the mistake of looking down and it threw me off. But if yeah. I just don't look and then when it's time for me to respond to people, give some shout outs or whatever, then I'm fully there. Exactly. I think it's all about presence. Like, where are you putting your focus? Right. Yeah. And there's a lot of places to put your focus during a live. So I love that you walk through this formula here because I think it's incredibly valuable. Okay, so this next part's actually my favorite. Obviously, I prepared notes for this interview because I had a lot to cover. And this next part is my favorite because once my studio was set up and you and David got me all dialed in, you took me downstairs away from David because he's a talker and he'll get in our business. <laughs> so it was just you and me. And I love David so much. And it was just you and me. And you sat me down and you said, I want to talk to you about the three-part live strategy. And I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I just have this video created. I'm doing live video. Like, what's this three-part thing you're talking about? It was so good. And it's not necessarily what I'm doing now. It's something I'm working toward. So I want my my audience or my listeners to hear this three-part live video strategy because it's very eye-opening in terms of how to approach live video in general. Yeah. So thank you for saying you love it. So good. Um, <laughs> So first and foremost, you know, this strategy, obviously, as, as Amy just said, you know, she's not doing it yet, but she's getting there and it's going to take a little time to put it all into place. You never want to try and do all the things all, all at once. But if you think about this going forward, then at least you start off with the right mindset. So part one is your consistency, a weekly live show something where you set the date and the time and you say to your audience, I am going to be here for you. I'm going to give you this particular value and I will be there to answer your questions. We are going to hang out. You're going to get a lot of great stuff from it. And this is our, this is our hangout time. You know, just like you book a weekly hangout with your girlfriend on Friday night or whatever, <laughs> you're going to do that with your audience. So consistency. And this really builds trust because when they see that you are willing to put it on your calendar, they're going to return that favor. You know, live video is really scary for a lot of people. People not, and I'm not talking about being on 
camera. I'm talking about the investment and time that people have to take to join you on your live stream and interact with you. They have a lot of things to do. They're busy. And when they see you putting that commitment in, they're more willing to do so. And they know that you're going to be offering value and that they're going to be able to talk to you in person. They look up to you. You are by default of, of doing any kind of video, blogging, podcast, whatever, you become a micro celebrity. So they want to join you for that, right? Yep. And so that we're going to tap into that micro celebrity in part one and part two. So part one is that consistency, just making sure that they know when to join you and that you are there and solid. Part two is random life streams. So these are videos that you do unplanned from level one or two, and you're bringing it's, this is really all about creating the relationship and building a really human connection. This is where live video really shines from an interactivity perspective, from a raw perspective is the life streams. And I'm not saying live, (laughs) I'm saying life. I thought she was when she explained it to me, but she's saying live. And these are, these are the ones that I struggle with. They don't feel Mm -hmm. very natural to me and I don't do them enough, but keep going. So this is, this is about bringing people into your world behind the scenes. So you could do a few things here. You could do behind the scenes of your business. People love to see we're, we're voyeuristic. People love that behind the scenes stuff. So allow them into your world, show them what it takes to do your stuff, you know, that you're providing to them, but also beyond the work side of things. Also, your actual life (laughs) is really important. You know, you don't have to show your kids on camera if you, you know, if you don't want to show your kids on camera. I'm not trying to push you somewhere that you don't want to go. But in Amy's case, I am trying to push you where you don't want to (laughs) go because I want to get to know you as a person. I want to know, like LaCroix, I want to know that you do this or do that or what you like to do to hang out on a weekend. If you go to an arts festival or a music fest, well, you can't really do, be careful about music. (laughs) Oh yeah. That'll get you taken down, but copyrighted music. But, you know, if you go to an arts festival, I want to kind of know what your taste in art is because I care about you as a content provider and somebody I already trust. I want to get to know you as a human being. Yeah. And, you know, I was telling Luria that this is the one I struggle with just because for some reason it just doesn't come natural to me. But then I told her my most popular podcast was the one I did with my husband, Hobie. <laughs> and I just recently did it 161 and it was by far the most popular. And she said, of course it was. You took people behind the scenes. You brought them into your life. You shared the personal stuff. I'm like, ah, oh, I know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, you can save some stuff for you. Nobody wants to know everything, right? Everything. And I'm not super private. It just doesn't feel like, oh, they're not going to care about this. But they do because I watch everybody else's real life streams, as you say. So yeah, I get it. Yeah, I think it's uh, when it feels uncomfortable, it's because you're like, well, they care about like my tips and my strategies, (laughs) right? They don't care about me, but they really do. And if you encourage that, they become even more loyal. Now, I mean, Amy, you don't have any problem with loyalty, but 
when you're building an audience or, you know, if you don't have the years of experience that Amy has, that is a really, really powerful strategy yes. to get people more engaged and more loyal to you. And I don't mean this out of a manipulative kind of scenario, you know, like you don't want to do this with bad intentions by any means, but it's about that connection. And like I said, I've been doing it for, you know, many, many years. And I've had, I have people still come up to me today and say, I started watching you from your first episode. Wow. You've been watching that long. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Right. But it's because I build that relationship. So I'll take people out on my stand up paddleboard on the lake. And I actually use that as a little bit of promotion towards the weekly show. So when I did this particular video, I I literally had my phone out on the water. (laughs) Stupid. Yes. (laughs) But, you know, I was doing a live stream from out there and I had something coming up like a workshop or something the next day. And so I mentioned that. But it's not a hard promotion, but it is kind of allowing people to be a part of my life. And then also using that as promotion. And by the way, before we move on to part three, if you haven't started your weekly live show, use your life streams, your part two, as a process to get them involved in the creation of your live show, your weekly show. So what do you mean by that? So the more involved they feel, the more ownership they feel, right? And so if you talk to them, hey, if you take your mobile phone, you're just going to go live from from level one or level two, and you start to go live, and you start to tell people what you're working on, and you involve them in each step of the process. Hey, I have my website up, or I'm thinking about this time, I'm thinking about this day, what do you guys think? Now, you don't have to let them make all the decisions because that can get messy real fast. Right. But you do want to allow their voice to be heard because that makes a huge difference. And they're wanting to be there for launch day for the entire thing. So the more involved you can get them, ask them for their opinions, ask them for, you know, hey, what do you think I should call this? Or I I, do a poll. I'm going to call it one, two or three. What do you think? You know, those types of things. Makes sense. Okay, cool. Good stuff. Part three is the after live. So it's the afterlife of your live video. And I call that the after live. So when your video is live, a lot of people make this the mistake that this is only live. And it's so not true. So you will guaranteed have more replay viewers than you have live viewers. So it's a really kind of weird thing to think about, you know, (laughs) right? like we're doing live video because there's all these benefits, but you're going to have more replay viewers than you do live just by the nature of live. Right. So you want to make sure that you think about that in the formula that you use that we already talked about, but you also want to repurpose your content, use that live video that you did with purpose. So after it's done, go in and make sure that you have changed the description or thumbnail and things like that to kind of spice it up a little bit. You can run ads to it. You can boost that. Amy, you know, you talked about that at social media marketing world, blog posts, turn it into a podcast, clip it out and make a fun teaser video to drive traffic to the video itself. 
I use my live videos in conjunction with an entire marketing strategy so that I'm constantly driving traffic to the places that I want to drive traffic to. So it's the repurposing the after live. Gotcha. Okay. I love those. I love the whole idea of going live weekly and then doing the random life streams and then the after live. I thought that was brilliant. I'm not doing all that yet. I feel like I've only been doing the first one, but I'll get there. So a work in progress, right? Yes, always. And you know, as your, as your overall strategy, you, you want to make sure that you use live as part of your overall business strategy. And that includes all your other marketing. So use email in conjunction with, use your lead magnets in conjunction with. So live video stands great on its own, but it's even more powerful when you include it in the, the overall strategy. And I know that's something that you're working on and stuff, but that's something that's always probably going to be in flux a little bit because your business is always in flux. Right. That makes great sense too. I feel like that's a perfect place to wrap up in. I want my audience to really understand how live video is just not a weekly show on Facebook live every single week. I've learned through you and David that there's so much more to it and there's just these layers that I can add and I really am looking forward to it. But before we wrap up, I wanted to talk to you about your special workshop because I think my listeners would find it incredibly valuable. So will you talk about it a little bit? Sure. So I put together this entire workshop that is really focused on using your mobile phone for live video, just your phone and nothing else, because that's where we start, right? Like right. that's where everybody starts. And even if you're a level three or four, you're still going to use level one if you're using the three-part strategy. So it's really everything you need to know about going live from your phone. It, it may seem like it's pretty straightforward, but Amy, I showed you several things on, on Facebook live video on the app itself that you can do to make a, a bigger difference. Yes. Yes. So I really focus on, you know, on all the different platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Periscope, and Instagram, whatever your choice is, how to's best practices, how to use the little things that make that big difference in the quality of your streams. And I even have a couple bonuses. Ooh, I love bonuses. <laughs> I know you love, and you love checklists, Oh, right? <laughs> I really like a good checklist. So I, I, that formula that we talked about, I actually listed that formula out in a checklist so that you can have it printed available to you during your live stream. And Perfect. then also a before you go live checklist, which is important because your brain, again, that live adrenaline monster, you can just make sure that you're checking these things off before you ever go live. It's so good. I'm so excited about this workshop. You can go check it out at amyporterfield.com forward slash live video. So amyporterfield.com forward slash live video. It will take you directly to Luria's workshop. You are going to love it. And it's incredibly affordable, which is really cool. So if you want to get better at live video, this is definitely the first big step. So thank you so very much for being on the show. I absolutely love talking to you about all things live streaming. I feel like you are always in the know. So thank you so much for being on the show. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. So there you have it. I really, truly hope you found some tips and tricks from this special interview with Luria. Now, here's the deal. First of all, Luria's live video training is only 27 bucks, 27 bucks to learn how to go pro with your smartphone when you're doing live video. 
uh, yes, please sign me up. So make sure to check that out. I'll link to it in the show notes if you didn't grab the link when we talked about it earlier. Also, remember, final reminder, you've got to get the live video gear guide that Lurie and I put together for you. So if you go to amyporterfield.com forward slash 168 download, you can grab it right away. Thanks so much for being here with me. I cannot wait to connect with you again next week. Bye for now. Thanks for listening to the Online Marketing Made Easy podcast at www.amyporterfield.com. 